0: All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 and going on 77. I am your one half of the dynamic duo, your boy Dwight. That's at 517, the letters TO 2214. Uh, I'm joined again with the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, young SJ at SJBasketball8. And we actually, it's not just two of us this time, we got a, a special host. We got our guy young Jose joining us for this episode brought a guest host uh in with us uh Jose how you doing my guy
1: I'm doing good thanks guys for ha- having me on appreciate it
0: cool 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 so Jose man let's we am gonna give you the floor to start off with you know I think we both been following you here on the timeline for a minute so just introduce yourself tell us where you're from how long you've been a Mavs fan for all that good stuff
1: yeah, so uh, if you guys don't follow me, it's at Jay Montelli. Uh, I'm I'm originally from uh, I grew up in Branson, Missouri, so I like no sports teams. Uh, so I've been a Mavericks fan since like okay, 2001, 2002. I was like a little kid. I don't even know how I started to follow them. Honestly, it just kind of became a thing. Uh, I think my brother was a Spurs fan, so I just naturally went for the, the Mavericks. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been cheering on them since like 2000, 2001. So. Uh it's been great, you know, going from Dirk to Luka. Uh, it's been a fun time. You know, hopefully we can get to playing meaningful basketball, you know, in the summer again because this last couple of years have been rough.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully we make it. The first round outs have been entertaining, but uh, uh, it's more fun. Ten years of, ten
1: years of uh, first round exits.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know so yeah what did
2: Drogic say we have higher expectations (laughs) or higher ambitions
0: higher ambitions yeah you know I don't know the way the west is looking this year our flaws we actually got decent shots so hopefully we can make it happen hopefully we can make it happen um we're gonna jump into it young SJ um how you feeling about what you're seeing around the NBA Jose, what have you seen around the NBA? Uh, we're gonna start with SJ, and we'll get a floor to you. What have you seen this week that caught your attention? What topic did you think? Hmm. You know what? What, what caught your eye?
2: Um. Well, I, I I'm gonna try to mix it up. I feel like I've always talked about the Bulls or the Cavs, and I want to preface again. I have not had time to watch as many like games as I'd want to this season because you know my situation I'm a grad student and it's very hard to um watch like a ton of games but I have been keeping up and I want to say the um the heat I haven't really talked about the heat but they um they still look really strong um they had a weird blowout loss against Boston but um can't hold that against them. Um, Boston was playing really good defense, and they just didn't have it offensively. But they beat a good Jazz team. I think it was last night, but I, the Jazz yeah, team. Back, I, but the, I
0: was going to say, they beat the Brakes off of them, didn't they? For, yeah, they, nah, they were the blowing game. them out. Yeah, they the were game. blowing yeah. them out.
2: Yeah, and they came out, but uh, they won that game, and they they beat us. <laughs> they they blew us out damn near at the end. So they they're really strong. I mean, I knew that they were gonna be a solid team like from get go, just cause you know Kyle Lowry fits what they want to do, um, and they have a lot of good pieces. So um, they're a, they're a really good team, really good team. So it's it's interesting to see the East, like the East finally like legitimately being better than the west um i don't i think last year at the beginning there was a debate but then the west kind of showed that they were better but this year I, I don't think it's a debate i think the um east is much better so um it's interesting to see how that's going to shake out and i want to talk about the raptors like they're good <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, yeah. they're good they took droggage out that rotation he's getting DMPs, and you know that means he's probably a Strong buyout candidate, or maybe a trade deadline candidate, depending on the offers they get. But they're not bad. Like, I thought they were gonna, I know, I knew they weren't gonna be like Detroit, like Orlando bad, but I had them at the kind of the bottom of the conference still because, you know, they, I just didn't think they had enough offensive talent, but they're good. Like, Scotty Barnes being as good as he is already right now helps a lot. OG, you know, he started off a bit rough in his first two games, but he got it going. And I mean Van Vliet, I think he's a fraud, but um he's he's playing oh yeah, that's that's a different conversation. I, I used to love Van Vliet, but last season, and I know he didn't I know the circumstances were you know kind of weird since they didn't play in Toronto, but I have identified him as a fraudulent player, so um but he, he's doing okay, I guess. And they have Siakam back today. They played yeah. the Nets in a few hours. So um they're they're good. That's that's those are the two teams I wanted to um highlight who are playing really good ball on um, so far.
0: Yeah, they um I think we both picked them to be I think twelfth or thirteenth in the east. Yeah. And pretty much everything that I thought would happen did happen. Um Scotty Barnes is not a project at all. Like he's good you already. Know? And Siakam, yeah, I thought one coming back to like December, January is not a buddy playing tonight. Yeah. So, I, yeah, man, they're good. And, you know, I know a lot of Masters are like, we haven't beat any good teams. And I'm like, dude, as soon as they took Dragic out the lineup, they're beating good teams. And like, when you watch them, like, it's legit. You, they're, they, they still have somewhat of a hard time scoring, but, and they play yeah. defense. And we, we kind of knew that. You know what I yeah. mean? And OG leveled up, which we, both I think we both saw that coming. I know you more of an OG. Yeah, he yeah, he was my
2: MIP pick. Yeah. He is my yeah. MIP pick.
0: You're much more of a OG stand than I am, but you knew like like they just developed players and he he was putting in the work, he was leveling up last year. He just took it to another step. So I it it's surprising, but not really. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like it, it's not I didn't predict it to happen, but this is what happens when you have an organization and a good coach. You're never going to stink. And if you get some unexpected surprises uh, from a development side, man, I I think they're making the playoffs. Like, I don't even know. I don't know. I think they're probably in the plan, but 12th, 13th, I think that's over.
2: Yeah. What about you, Jose? Um, What what team kind of or teams cut your eye this week that you want to highlight?
1: Uh, the Raptors obviously won, uh, just because, like, everything you guys said. I'm, I'm very surprised Barnes stepped up the way he has. Because when when he was drafted, I remember a lot of people thought they should have went and got Suggs instead.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and it, it surprised a lot of people, them going with Barnes. But I think the team that – it shouldn't surprise me, but just, like, everything, their whole offseason is the 76ers. Like with all the drama they had, not having Ben Simmons, them being uh eight and two, I think. Uh you know, they back to back games. They I mean they beat the Bulls. Uh I think I'm surprised how well they're doing with all the uh off you know the court drama that surrounded this team. Uh, but I think it shows kind of how deep they are as well. Uh uh Corkmaz, I can't pronounce his name. He's oh, yeah, he's been like yeah. uh you know. Uh, Steph's, uh, younger, uh, younger brother. Uh, he's, uh, he's doing (laughs) good. (laughs) So, I mean, like, it's amazing to see how well that team's doing without Ben. Uh, and it makes me wonder, like, obviously they're going to get rid of him, but maybe they don't swing for a star and they just swing for like, you know, people who can just contribute and help them push them over the edge. Uh, because I think the Sixers right now are looking like a like a like a real contender. which I I, I thought they're gonna have a down year because I don't think Doc Rivers is a good coach, uh, and with all that drama going on, I, I I thought it was gonna affect them more than it has.
2: Yeah, I I thought the same too. Um, I think their off went under the radar, but they did good on the margins. So like George's Niang, I I I thought he was like okay in utah but he's been like pretty decent for them court Maz, like you said he took a step up with an increased role seth took um a leap with an increased role so a lot of guys are like stepping up to the plate and Embiid, he finally um had a breakout game um and that was a part of what i was we were gonna talk about a lot of these superstars struggling um and we don't know if it's because of the new ball or whatever it may be but um he finally had that, you know, game, um, but he, it's it's looked good. I mean, Simmons, is his leverage kind of is, is dropping a lot because they look good out there without him. And, I mean, you can see it with the 76ers. The news, it was, oh, we're going to work with him to, you know, get his mental health right. And two weeks later, it's like, okay, well, we're going to find you if you don't want to play <laughs> regardless. So
1: I think Pardon the sixers rip. Yeah. Part of me feels like, I mean, I'm not sure like Ben Simmons, like I could be wrong. I could just be, you know, reaching here. But I feel like he used that excuse knowing that the Sixers, they're not going to like go at him and be like, oh, no, you're not struggling mentally. Because if you mean like that, that's going to be a really bad look if they did. So I think it was a way for him to get get back away from the team. Uh, And then now it's back to, okay, well, now you're not talking to our doctors, you know, so we're start finding you. So I, I, I just wonder, if was that, you know, uh, you know, an, an attempt to get away from the team without losing money? So, because no no teams are about, oh, you're having mental issues, you know, screw that, you have to come here and play anyways, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, but I'm also surprised with Maxi. I mean, I knew he was good. Uh, but oh, yeah. he's been uh He's been doing, I mean, I think, Without him starting, I think it's going to make it easier for Joel Embiid because Ben Simmons, you know, there is, I think, limitations on that duo. Uh, And I think it's it's best for them to move on regardless. But I think especially now showing how well they are without him, like I think they should just, you know, get what they can for him. Quit asking for five first-round picks. You know, quit asking for these, like, outlandish, you know, uh, returns and just get players who are going to help you win now. Because I do think the Sixers have—I mean, they have a really good chance to make it to the finals.
0: Yeah, I—I—I uh, mm. I, I could see it. Um, especially like I—I don't—I know he was asking for the moon. I know he wants Dane, but like, man, you better take CJ McCollum and be happy. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, I. Yeah. Like the, I. This whole waiting for Dame, I think, is kind of kind of absurd. Even if they um, they don't have the the best season per se, because I don't think Dame's is going to leave voluntarily.
1: Um, I don't think Dame is going to demand a trade. I, yeah, I really don't. I don't even. At this point, if he did, after he's dropping like freestyles and shit about like trying to like you know win one in Portland, yeah. I mean. He- He'll get destroyed worse than Kevin Durant did. I mean, exactly. you can't be out here dropping freestyles about wanting to stay in the domain of the trade.
0: Exactly. And low-key, another person that's contributed in a way which I never saw him doing, it's freaking Andre Drummond has finally got it through his head. <laughs> he's not He's not an offensive option. And he's actually just playing his role, which is, I don't know, to, to give credit to Doc Rivers or credit desperation as in if you continue to do what you were doing before, you'll be out the league, but mm-hmm. he, he's legitimately like playing defense and not pulling that funny business offensively. It's,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: He had a couple like point drumming moments this year, but uh, <laughs> when uh he was like going, you mean, running the fast break with the ball. Right. Right. But I think, I think, I mean, and yeah, I mean, I think like that—that's like what's going to come with Drummond. He's going to make boneheaded plays, but if you can get him to focus on defense and rebounding, you live with a couple boneheaded plays. Uh, but I mean, I—I I thought it was a good fit just because like he would coming off the bench, he would know his role, and I mean, it's—it's it's worked out so far for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I—that th- vet minimum humbles people.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially off a max
1: contract, yeah. off a max contract. Yeah. Yep.
0: So you kind of like the the league is you your, know if, your true value at that point.
1: Yeah, because you know if you don't if you mess up you're done. There's no, oh I had a bad year on a vet minimum and I got a good contract next year. I mean you're just you're you're playing in China with Stefan Marbury. I mean it's just, <laughs> like it's like that's what it is. Like you go to like that gym around. Hey, but hey, not uh,
0: not to not to get off on a tangent. But hey, Stefan Marbury over there coaching like. He's a Chinese CBA basketball coach. I did not see that coming. That's he got
2: wild. statues over there. He I know, statues. but I didn't know he was...
0: But, but him coaching over there, that was, like, shocking to me. I saw a picture of him this morning, him in a suit, coaching in a Chinese basketball league game. I was like, He wow. got his
2: citizenship. He, he's, <laughs> like, a whole Chinese citizen. I was <laughs> like,
0: no. I did not know that. That's wild. That's, that's wild. actually kind sure, yeah. of like, that, yeah, I'm pretty sure, sure he
1: got his citizenship, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: He was Stephon Marbury back in the day. Was I mean? He was cold. I mean, oh, he, he was, was that guy.
0: He was that guy, man. Yeah.
1: I'm well, sorry. Another i Another Ben and, 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 trade. and, and Jose.
0: <laughs> I ain't mean, to, I ain't mean to break oh, off. Oh no, you're page. good. Uh, I'm just, I'm good for like three of those per pod. My fault. <laughs>
1: so you're good. Uh Another Ben Simmons. Like, if, if the Blazers aren't going to give him a column, I mean, I think maybe trying to go after like a Buddy healed. I mean, if you get Buddy healed and Bagley. I mean, take a flyer out on Bagley, and then Buddy obviously is another elite shooter. I mean, I think that's a win if you're hey. Philly. Like they need to take well. that Minnesota package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that Minnesota has deal hasn't happened.
2: They they will. They're on a four game slide. I think it's interesting to watch now. Um, Minnesota, they started off strong and you could. they probably thought, oh yeah, we don't need Ben, you know, we're good. They were like, what, three and one? And now they're on like a four-game losing streak. So I think if they keep losing, especially with Cat being a bit frustrated, he, um, talking about he, someone hacked him just to like that tweet that says Free Cat. Yeah.
1: Total yeah,
2: yeah, BS, yeah, yeah, total yeah. BS, but, um. Somebody hacked bit, him
0: to like that one tweet. Cut it off. Yeah.
2: Out. Yeah, but he's, he's getting a bit frustrated at the moment. So I think, um, I think they might pull it, especially if Simmons still refuses to, like, show up and keeps eating the fines. I think, I think we might be seeing him go to Minnesota.
0: And maybe, uh, pardon my ignorance, what's the package? What's the theoretical package? I think
2: it's D'Lo. Okay, so there's two um, that I know of. There's one with D'Lo. D'Lo's in both, but so D'Lo, Beasley, and um, I think Picks. Or D'Lo, Jaden McDaniels. Um another like salary filler and then picks. Man. I think those are like the two. Um I think if they're smart, they try to get D'Lo and um Jaden McDaniels. Um, because that's a young guy. I like him. Maybe I'm maybe I'm, I'm a bit too high on him. I don't know, but I like him. I think that's another young wing that um not that they're particularly short on wings, but like Danny Green is old and weird. I don't know if you're, you're gonna like <laughs> completely trust him so getting another wing and, um, and then getting D'Lo even though I'm not a huge D'Lo fan but he still kind of fits what they're trying to do like he can shoot threes, shoot pull up threes off the dribble, he can get his own shot and he can most importantly get out the way and let Embiid kind of do his thing so that's something to
1: watch as well I think if they don't, if they don't pull a, a trade like for to improve that team I think Cat is gone that dude, he—I mean—he genuinely looks and seems depressed that he's in Minnesota right now. I think
0: Buddy is going to be out either way. Just to keep it real with y'all, I think even yeah. pull the Simmons straight. I mean, Simmons—he raises the floor, but you know, there, there's—you know—the ceiling is is up in the air, and I don't know, man. I don't. I I, I think Cat's not going to be on the Minnesota Timberwolves in the next 12 months. It's been, been
1: downhill ever it's been downhill ever since they sent out that tweet about oh Minnesota's gonna be bad this year. They lost like 28 in a row. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, they uh and I and I'll be honest, man, I don't I think D'Angelo Russell stinks. I I, I
2: don't like
0: him at all. I do don't, I don't I, not I, 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 I if 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 Maury trades Ben Simmons, like they, if if the uh, CJ McCollum or even like I, I take I just take picks before I took on D'Angelo Russell. Like I think that less of him. I think that's an extraordinarily. I think he has less negative value, or more negative value, than uh, Ben Simmons. Even with Ben Simmons, I don't even know if I trade Kristaps Porzingis for D'Angelo Russell, and that's a bold statement coming from me. Like, I I, oh yeah, wouldn't,
2: I,
1: don't, I wouldn't. I, I'm I serious. wouldn't either. I
2: don't like Dilo. I I don't like his game. I don't. I mean, maybe I'm a bit too harsh because I, I like play with the Timberwolves on my career as a big and I would like them to trade Dilo as soon as possible because he does not pass the damn ball. I'd be in the post with a mismatch and he's trying to get his game off. <laughs> so, and that happens in real life. That, yes,
0: yes. Yeah, yes. I,
2: I, I'm not a fan. So, um, I mean, but still, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see. I think the Wolves would like to keep D'Lo for politics reasons because that's Cat's friend but at the same time um Ben is like in that crowd too they're they're like friends so if Cat's serious he lets them he tells the Wolves that hey you have my permission <laughs> you know you could let him go and get a better fit for the team which is Ben Simpson, in my opinion yeah
0: yeah I, I agree I agree um yeah let me see what what's my team that has caught my eye. Um, I think it's the Cleveland Cavaliers because,
2: dude,
0: me and you both said they would stink. I think we said <laughs> they'd be the worst team in the NBA, and I I meant that passionately. And I thought I remember I think when right after the draft I was like, the, I'm hearing Evan Mobley can guard people in space. We'll see if that's like a thing. And not only can that man guard people in space. He's objectively one of the best defensive players in NBA right now, like full stop, no debate, and he's not like horrible offensively. He's actually relatively efficient for what he's doing right now, and I don't think they stink. I don't don't think they make the playoffs. I don't even think they're in the play-in after it's all said and done. But then they're a solid team, and that's the weirdest front line. They're starting Lori Martin at the three, like <laughs> like dog. That that is that's just wild. I, I I that's just wild. And they've played competitive, low key. They should have be uh, they should have be they like they've taken good teams to the wire already, and they have a winning record. So that. Cleveland has been the team that has stood out to me. they are at—I'll get to this later on—but they're actually one of my favorite teams to watch. That aren't the Mavericks. I just enjoy how they're playing basketball.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I was gonna say the Cavs, but like I said, I, I talked about the Cavs two weeks in a row, so I was trying to play off them. Mobley, I was extremely high on Mobley. I—I I knew about his, you know, defensive prowess if you will um but my my concern was his not his offense in terms of his abilities but those like in, even in summer league and um preseason like those guards would not look for him to get the ball you know like playing with Sexton Sexton is not really much of a willing passer um Garland he's more of a willing passer but he still now he took the leap but he still had a bit of tunnel vision so I, I was worried that he would get the ball and he wouldn't be able to, you know, show his offense. And that's kind of, who said it? um Christian Wood, you know, that's the, or was it? No, it was Vucevic. That's the life of a big man, you know, in the NBA, the guards are going to have the ball more. And that is true. So I was worried, but he's been fitting in. Like he knows where to be on offense. Like he, he knows when to roll in a pick and roll. He um just knows where to be and he, he can shoot three. So I, I'm a huge fan of Mobley. Um, I would like to see him thrive. I thought he would have needed to get out of Cleveland ASAP, but it looks like they're making strides. But I will say Sexton, he will not be on that team past the deadline. I'd be no. shocked oh, no. if he's on that oh, team no. past the oh, deadline. No. I don't.
0: I don't even. I don't even think they're gonna get a whole lot, and I don't even think they care anymore. I think or maybe. They-
2: Oh, sorry, to control, but I was saying maybe a sign and trade, even if he's on it. But I just don't see him being a cap like pass next season.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I think he's going at the well because he's restricted. I, maybe yeah. that's a a solid sign and trade. But I think like you know everything always comes back to the Mavs. I think if they if they want to come off of like some future first, I actually don't think he's unobtainable right now
2: yeah I mean it's just like it's hard because the last couple of seasons they've been better with him off the floor like that's been yeah. a thing yeah. and even this season it's not like terrible but their best lineups feature like Rubio like Arlen and Rubio
1: exactly.
2: not Sexton so he's he's just kind of an odd even though he was there first he's kind of like the odd man out you know on the roster and I think they see that like I really do because I think the future of that team, if you look at it, it is Garland, Mobley, and um Allen. Allen has played really good for him. I don't yep. see Sexton fitting in much. I, I said if OKC is serious and wants to be serious with their rebuild, instead of rolling out a high school basketball team, okay, let me not disrespect him so much, a college basketball team. High-level <laughs> um, college
0: basketball Yeah, a
2: high-level co- college basketball team. If they want to keep rolling that out, like, go get Sexton. You have the picks to do it. Cleveland would More than likely, take picks, too, in that situation. Um, But, yeah, go get Sexton and try to build something real instead of having shame hell every single night. Yeah.
1: I I I don't see OKC just because they got uh, Giddy. And, I mean, Sexton coming off the bench, I mean, would have to come off the bench. And I'm not sure if Sexton's ego uh, would allow that. Yeah, 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 you're
2: right with that. I I always thought, yeah, Giddy, but Giddy's six eight. Put him at the three. Like y'all, are, y'all don't have structure anyway. <laughs> that's a, <good laughs> yeah, just yeah. that's a guard lineup.
0: That is a, a great point.
1: <laughs> but like the Cavaliers, like since Sexton's rookie year, like there's been like I mean Kevin Love would call him out for like being selfish. Like yeah. he seems like one of those players who like just kind of he really wants to put his numbers up, and then like winning comes second. Uh, I've always been a fan of him just because that game when they played, like, three on five in Alabama. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, for me, I'm like, this is, like, one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, like, I, he's definitely gone. I would, I would love for him to go to Dallas because, like, I mean, I mean I, I think they, they would keep him in check. But, I mean, I, I think he's, he's definitely not making it past the trade deadline. I
0: think the thing I've always liked about him is even for a young, small guard, he wanted his shots, but he also played defense hard. And that's such a, <laughs> I hate to admit it, most young players at his height on bad teams don't play defense. So that to me showed he's real competitive to where you can channel that competitiveness towards a winning situation. Um, I just, I, he, he I, I'm not, I never get quote unquote mad at young guards for chasing stats on bad teams but they're not bad anymore, so they're they're not really good, but I don't know. When he took a step back is when the team started winning more games, and I just, like, sometimes, like, him him and Garland just don't fit, and
1: he's just the odd man out. And that's, I think, the hardest thing for young players in general is, like, when you're on a bad team, go get your stats, but eventually it's going to become team basketball, and, like, you know, we have to win games. Yeah, it's not a, it's not about you putting up you know a twenty four a game, uh, and just like you know losing by fifteen every night. It's yeah. about improving, and I, I think it's it's tough for young players in general to like that switch to hit that switch and be like, okay, it's now no longer about me just putting up stats. It's about you know us winning games.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think um kind of almost a, a second topic I want to ask you guys about like. Me and SJ kind of talked about it in private on the timeline last night, but like Christian Wood, I think he's going. I don't, I don't, I think he may even be going by the trade deadline because like with young vets, like Christian Wood hasn't made real money yet. And he's on a, he's a big on a real bad team that's rebuilding with young guards who are developing. So they're not going to get that, bro. They're not going to pass you the ball like that. And his perspective is, I still need to get my stats because, you know, uh, not this summer, but next summer he only has two years left and he hasn't made real money and he's still young. Like, Hey man, if we gonna stink, I want to get my numbers so I can get the bag. So either Houston pay me or y'all give me the ball so I can get my stats so someone else can pay me. And I think like, you see that with Christian Wood, I think you're kind of seeing that with Jeremy Grant as well. Um, I know he voluntarily went there and he got more money, but all that is cool. But he only had – Christian Wood probably has two more deals in him as long as he stays healthy. But Jeremy Grant, like, the next deal he signs two years from now, that's it. He'll be 29 pushing his 30s. So if they're still going to stink and they develop in them young boys, I think both of those – they need to go ahead and just trade them dudes now because – you're probably not bringing them dudes back. You know, you're probably not going to, they're probably not going to stay. So you might as well extract maximum value for them now and get them to more winning situations. I don't know if Christian Wood is a winning player. I still think that's up for debate. Um, And I don't think Jeremy Grant in the like that buddy's usage is absurd and his efficiency is down. It wasn't even that great last year for quote unquote his breakout year, but I think he's a winning player in the right role. And I also think the type of player he is, like, I think he can still get 20 to $25 million a year, even with a reduced role. So I think those two dudes are going to be on the move here, if not by the trade deadline in the summer
2: yeah I completely agree it's it's and and christian wood i I don't know if I like him like every like all his quotes are very it comes off as very and I admire confidence but like it comes off as a player who's not very self-aware and that's a that's like a buzzword on this pod self-awareness but um he's he's not very self-aware he believes and he has talent, but he believes like he's a you know a, upper echelon all-star level kind of player and I'm like guy like you're, you're not really like that like you came to Houston presumably to play with Harden and things didn't you know turn out as planned so fine you had a MIP campaign last year before you got you know injured and now you're here they prioritized Kevin Porter Jr. playing at playing point guard they told John Wall you know to stay at home um and they picked Jalen Green with the second overall pick. At that point, you kind of have to understand the two priority priorities for Houston at that point is Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. Those two guys are not point guards. Okay, KPJ, I know they're trying to develop him as a point guard, but he's not a point guard. Um, And he's, like you said, he's not getting the ball and he's, he's frustrated at that. But to me, you take it on the chin and it's not like he's trying to play team basketball it's not like he wants the ball to play team basketball he wants the ball to chuck shots like i've watched those rocket games he throws up bs he just throws up bs like two defenders will be on him and he's chucking the shot he he does not care so i it's like you said vets on a especially vets who are bigs who are not like ball handlers um, that's why they told John Wall to stay home. John Wall, if he played point guard, he's going to have the ball a lot. So he, you know, he can kind of do whatever he wants with it. Um, but vets who are bigs who don't have ball handling duties. Yeah, you're um you're right. It's not going to mix great. So, I mean, I, I said this, like, like you said, we said this on the timeline last night, but I definitely prefer Jeremy Grant over Wood just because I like, like I know Poison just wants to play the four. And there's questions about him, you know, being at the five and all that. But I like his long-term position for this team at the five. And you just need a great, versatile defender just to slot next to him in the front court to take some defensive pressure off him as the lone big. And Jer- Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant is like, like you know, those Jeremy Grant, you know, Aaron Gordon, um, Larry Nance Jr. types. Like, that's, that's the mold of player that you need. And I think Jeremy Grant fits the bill, and he'd probably be easier to get, even though he's the better player and his value is higher. Just because, you know, the intact division with um, since Houston and the Mavs were in the same division, so um, they probably ask for a lot more than what is worth. So um, I think Grant, for that reason, might just be slightly, like very slightly, easier to get.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm kind of influenced because. I'm, I have a, a, my foot in Pistons Twitter. I'm not fully in it, but I'm a Lions fan. There's a lot of crossover there. And, you know, I got a lot of people that come in, put Pistons stuff on my timeline. And, do they, they think Jeremy Grant's worth, I was exaggerating saying it was worth Luca, but they think his value is so much higher than what it really is. Um, but I, I, I think, once again, I think he's obtainable for. Like, I think the Mavs have the resources, especially if both those dudes are on the, if if they're still on the Pistons and Rockets going into the summer, actually because the, the Mavs can trade their first on draft night, and then obviously they can trade their future first. So I, I think those dudes are both obtainable without having to give up like rotation pieces.
1: Yeah, that like, makes sense. High,
0: high rotation pieces, I should say.
1: And I think you need to get rid of them because, like, the last thing you want is, like, Christian Wood, Jimmy Grant, stunting the development of your future stars. Like, those teams are going to be, you know, Greens, uh, Porters, uh, Cunningham. Like, those are the, that's the future of those teams. Like, you don't want them developing bad habits from those players. Uh, you don't want them to, like, you know, their development to get stunted because they're trying to force feed – you know, Christian Wood, his 20 shots a game. Yeah. so he can he can be happy. Uh because you know because he had a quote last year where like he like he compared himself to like Anthony Davis. <laughs> and I was like, like you said, yeah. self-awareness. I mean like that's that's a pretty big leap. I mean, to think you're in that even in that discussion of being Anthony Davis. Like <laughs> you're, buddy, you're nowhere I, you're nowhere near that. <laughs> has
0: Buddy never I don't think he's, every team he's been on has been one of the worst teams in the NBA. Like, exactly. has, he, has he ever been on, I don't think he's even sniffed a playoff team.
2: Like, no, not wild. even close. Not, actually,
0: not even close. That's actually kind of wild. Like, I'll say this, if I'm Houston, even if somehow, some way he ends up on the Mavericks, I don't want, like, if we traded for either one of them, like, trade for them and extend them right away. You don't want either one of them cats on the expiring contract. Not on a team yeah. that's trying to win. Not in my opinion. I, I you know what I say that Jeremy Grant. I, I, let let me be. Let me backtrack that a little bit. Jeremy Grant. I don't think uh, a dude that's gonna be like on a good team. Like if we got him, I don't think he'd be breaking the offense to to get his shots for his pending free agency because he didn't do that in Denver. There's a track record there. But Christian Wood. Yeah winning be damned, he would get them shots up. I guarantee it.
1: I think Grant fits perfectly here. Just because I mean he'll be the third or fourth option. Yeah. Uh and defensive his defensive versus ability would be huge. I mean I think he's a he's a perfect fit here. Uh Christian Wood, like it's like I I honestly like I I don't know what we would have to give for him. Cause like realistically, like I mean I I mean, I wouldn't, like, they're not going to take Dwight Powell for, uh, you know, for him. Right. Uh, I mean, like, so, and I wouldn't be willing to give up Porzingis in a trade for Christian Wood. Uh, sure, he don't make enough money. Yeah, no, I meant, Let's like, Christian out, yeah. Wood, and then, like, and then you can be cat filler or whatever you have to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I'm not going to, like, I mean, I'm I'm higher on Porzingis, I guess, than, like, a lot of Mavs Twitter is. <laughs> but uh, there's, because I saw people throwing out John Wall and... Christian Wood for Porzingis, and I'm like, if you get tired of Porzingis missing a lot of games, I mean, John Wall's in the same boat. You I mean that dude missed a whole season because he like fell down the stairs? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, like,
0: I, I think it would, it would it would take Porzingis to miss like more than half the game, half the season before I think you you're looking at that because in we'll get into it in a second here but like as we recap the previous week of Mavs like my big issue with Porzingis was like how he wants to play even when he's healthy and last night I'm not gonna lie to you he didn't he only maybe twice the whole game like did he do the Porzingis stuff that drives me insane and I'm like if that's just gonna what he's gonna be he might be slightly overpaid but that's the that's the what we saw last night was the format but let me not step on last week's recap and we actually probably need to get into it
2: i mean i was about to say we can get right into it Yeah, Yeah. yeah. get right into the recap but um i guess we'll start from the what game we i know we had a back-to-back after the king game had a Tuesday, Wednesday back to back. Um, it was the Spurs. Oh, yeah, we put it the Spurs again, and it was the Heat. And I'll start off really quickly. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the Spurs since we um played them, you know, the previous week and we talked about that. I just want to highlight Jalen Brunson, Brunson burner. He was in full effect um in that game. He pretty much won that game for us. Um, you know, Luca didn't have it, poison gus was out. Um And he he stepped up and one thing that, you know, a lot of people have highlighted, um, myself included, was, you know, Luca in that moment, you know, deferring to Brunson, you know, spotting up in the corner, you know, getting the ball, telling Brunson, hey, come get this ball, you know, like recognizing that he was, you know, hot and had it going. And that's great. And to me, that shows like a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, um, this, this off season, especially with the ball hog, you know, narratives, um, that came from the playoff series, saying that oh, Luca can't play with another ball handler. This is how he wants to play. You know, people are saying he couldn't play with Kyle Lowry <laughs> because he wouldn't defer to Kyle Lowry, stuff like that. I think even last night's game too, and um, that Spurs game, it shows that he can defer. Like it's it's he, it's it's no problem if he feels like um, you know, whoever he's deferring to can put the ball in the hole and get points um he'll do it um but I thought Brunson had a really strong performance um and I liked the way he played I know we lost to the heat um and I I like the fight I know we we only got the score said it wasn't close I think the game was closer than the score said it only kind of got away from us you know in the third quarter but we we up a good fight against a good team and we were missing um Zingis. so um I, I like that game. Brunson had another strong performance. And then on to the Celtics game. I, I was fully prepared to come <laughs> this episode and talk about um, Brunson being better than Luka offensively uh, before that game <laughs> just because, you no, know, hear me out, hear me out. Not playmaking-wise, Um, Luka's playmaking it was so good, you know, despite a few bad turnovers. His playmaking was so elite, but Luca just looked out of shape like he couldn't move and it was a problem especially with the way they play offense especially against the Spurs like it was so tough he wanted to walk the ball down and play against a set defense every possession and if you're not well conditioned you can't handle that for you know an entire game you can't handle that so by the time he was good to start but he ended the game like poor efficiency because of the second half he couldn't get going he couldn't get by people so he's forced to either you know just take a midi uh, take a midi which he's you know decent at now or make a off or pick up his dribble and make like a a weird pass but Brunson he had that wiggle Brunson could get by people he pushed the ball and that was working better for for the Mavs than what Luca was doing quite honestly on offense and the off and on numbers backed that up. I know plus minus is a weird stat, but his plus minus, Luca's plus minus, was horrible. <laughs> it's been horrible to start the season, and it backs to me backs up the eye test. But like I said, he shut me up again. <laughs> he did this the last time when I wanted to go nuclear, and then he played well in the Kings game. But um, last night's Boston Celtics game, it was it was great. It was great. Luca Luca did Luca things second buzzer beater against this team so I mean I'm imp- genuinely impressed at the fact that we're six and three right now um even though before the season I said something like we should be seven and two <laughs> around this point but I'll take six and three like listen that's not I am not complaining whatsoever our point differential is horrible um, I know a few people have said it but I 100% agree we are last year's Blazers <laughs> where we're just really good in the clutch and really bad against good teams but I hope we can I hope Porzingis can you know stay in the lineup and I hope we can put it together I hope this Luka breakout game actually sticks I hope Brunson can still be you know strong and I hope Porzingis can play like he did like you said he played to me played within the offense um before he was just chucking shots and I know his jumper is gonna be streaky like that's that's just jump shots in general they're streaky but he's just at his best when he's playing in the floor of the offense you know cutting moving around getting offensive rebounds you know he'll get his shots to make turnarounds but getting to the line that was a big thing he he got eight free throws last night and that got him going he was he was missing his jump shots and he went to the line and he started making more shots so I just I just hope the team can keep putting it together, and we keep putting up strong performances against good teams. Um, next up, we have the the who do we play? Um, I just uh, looked at it. The Pelicans. Oh my goodness! That's if we don't blow them out, <laughs> the Pelicans stink. Um, so yeah, that's a good game where we can build on the things from the Celtics game. They they stink. Pelicans absolutely stink. I'm not I'm not worried about anybody on I think Ingram's still injured too. Maybe. So yeah, I'm not worried about that game. So hopefully they can blow them out, get get some good rest before we play. I think it's the Bulls. That's gonna be a a really good game on Wednesday. So yeah, um, hopefully we keep building.
1: In the next ten games, there's a lot of good teams in that uh, schedule. So it's gonna be kind of a a big test for them to see if they're real or not. I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think um. Yeah, if we get through this month, uh, if this particular month, like you know, we're eight and four. I'm sorry, eight and uh, eight and five or seven and six. Uh, I think that I think that's gonna put us on the right path. Um, To kind of touch on what you said, Sj. Like to me, the Miami game. I know it's gonna sound crazy. I think they for the bulk of the game they played better than they did last night, in my opinion. It's just Miami went nuclear from three. And like, you know, you could argue that's poor defense, but you know, they they, they weren't necessarily making wide but booty naked open shots. They just they made their threes. And the fact that game even was competitive for a long time with how hot Miami was from three. And considering we were down, like, KPM Maxi. like...
2: Oh, me, yeah, Maxi too.
0: Yeah, like, that was, like, to me... I know people were like, well, that was another win. That was another loss to a good team. We got blown out. I'm like, I kind of feel like that was box score watching because, it, just in my opinion, because I like, they like, we shouldn't have been able to compete with them with how hot they were, like, with, with the dudes we had there. They were fully healthy. And, you know... It, I like we have that we. You could argue that we have no rim protection with KP, even though he's been good this year. But like it was just kind of telling in that game. Like, dude, if if KP or Maxi play that game, we we. I'm not saying we would have won, but it wouldn't have been a 15 point game. So I really really like the way they competed that game. Um, double digit point loss or not, and then last night, <clears throat> honestly. Boston was coming in on, like, a two-game winning streak. And I knew with Marcus Smart coming home, he was going to give it his all. And I knew Jason Tatum's not bad enough to keep shooting like he was blind. So, in my opinion, just get the win. Um, The the thing that stood out, man, I'm going to call him Chris S. Porzingis because he earned his name back. Like, if he just does (laughs) that, if that's just – I don't want to ever see you back anybody down face them up just raise up and shoot mid-range stats be damned and they'll they'll either follow you or you know you can pump fake them in and go around them and to me that was like that's what I want to see I want to see face ups I've given up on he needs to give up the coaching staff needs to show him tape like dude stop backing people down like just just that's a thing your body composition does not allow for that let's let's just stop it let's just stop doing that and just do that and get him face in the basket cuz i think that's i think that's the strength and defensively buddy's there i don't know if it's i think it's the combination of his health and the rules changing you're not isolating on kp and that's an automatic bucket no more like that i think those days are over and if that's legit and he's healthy that changes the ceiling in my opinion for this team that really does
1: yeah he got switched on to uh schroeder last game i mean he held his own i mean i think it's 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 his health i mean his i think his i think i think he came back too early from the injury last year uh jaron jacks had the same injury around the same time Mm -hmm. and missed like an additional like two or three months yeah uh but COVID hit they needed a big he came back uh but he looks good this year defensively, which is really all that matters to me. Yep. The dude shoots all jump shots pretty much. So his game is going to be really streaky on that end. Uh, but I think getting him the easy dunks is huge. But I feel like he's playing with more confidence this year, which is the main thing, uh, which also I think is helping his defense. I mean, like I, I grew up playing basketball. Like when no one passed me the ball, I just sat in the corner and like no one like looked at me on offense. I didn't care to play defense, <laughs> you know. Like I'm like, like I'm, I'm like that's just not what I'm. I'm not here to sit here and be a decoy. So,
0: yeah. uh, especially for big, especially for yeah. Big.
1: And that's how I always had to play. as like I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like six one, but like in Missouri, I was like the tallest guy there, so I was a big guy, and it was like that's how it was. It's like I don't get the ball in the low block. I don't get the ball anywhere. I, it's just you want me to like you know rebound the ball and play defense. That's it. It gets annoying. And then also with KP is like. I, I don't think people realize how hard he is on himself. Like, I think he expects to live up to that contract. And when he's not, I think, it, it, I mean, it definitely gets in his head. Uh, but, like, I mean, I, I do think, I think he raises a ceiling for this team. Uh, I mean, Al Horford, you mean, was who leads the league and leads in blocks. You mean, he was kept 30 feet out away from the basket last game when KP was on the court. Like, mm-hmm. even when he's not getting the ball, him being on the court is a threat. I mean, people hate him shooting those deep threes. But the teams, for some reason, guard him out till he's, when he's 30 feet out, they guard him because they know he'll pull it. And they know if he makes it, there's a chance he goes on a little, like, you know, hot streak. So just having him bring that defense out, I think, is huge. Because, like, with Dwight Powell – Teams don't – I mean, he pump fakes, and no one, no one even bats not. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, Except Frank Kaminsky. Right. Yeah, except <laughs> Frank Tate. But But, uh, you know, it's – for me, it's like this week, I think, like with that Miami game, uh, they made the same amount of threes, like as uh, Miami did, but they shot like 20 more. <laughs> I mean, like that's the story of the game. You shoot 20 more threes in the team and make the same amount as they did. And like you said, they weren't wide open threes. I mean, Kyle Lowry was hitting – Tough threes. Tyler Hero was hitting well, some tough shots yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, that was, and Miami might be the best team in basketball right now. So yeah. it's like, they
2: are. I think they are. Yeah.
1: Like losing to Miami, like, and it, like again, if you look at the score 125 to 110, you're like, oh, it's a blowout, especially even a quarter by quarter. But there was a thing, I think it was end of the third quarter, maybe beginning of the fourth. Brunson got it going. And I believe they cut it to like, it was like single digits, like five or six points. Yep. Uh, And then, I mean, there's some plays where, like, I think it was end of the half, like, there was back-to-back possessions where it was kind of a close game. And then Luca, you know, dribbled it for 20 seconds, shot a step back three, and then missed it. They gave up a three on the the other end. And then it's like, okay, that's a six-point swing right there. Uh, And that's one thing that needs to quit happening. These possessions where it's like one person touches the ball and shoots a bad three just needs to stop.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, and I, I, I man, I, I think as it comes to KP, I was gonna actually gonna make this post last night because KP, me and SJ kill him. The timeline kills him. I think mass Twitter. I think most mass fans kill KP, but we at some point we have to acknowledge like in the playoffs, they put they suck they put Kawhi Leonard on him so we can say whatever we want to feel about it a team put their best defender on him right because they felt like he was that big of a threat and teams keep double teaming KP if the ball's below the three-point line they keep double teaming to get the ball out of his hand now maybe they think he's an automatic turnover that might have something to do with it but he draws attention and Teams, you know, coaching staffs, scouting reports, the folks make millions of dollars. Their job is on the line, and if they think he's a threat, we have to, as a fan base, acknowledge his mere presence does make the make the game easier for everybody. And I know because, of, like, I saw somebody like, I'm not giving KP credit for the game last night. He's a max player. Like, look, man, it ain't my money. It ain't our money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of I understand because I pack the man up and I kill him. I keep, The thing that kills me for KP is when he wants to shoot them dumbass shots. Like, that that's what drives me insane. It's like, hey, fam, that ain't working for you. You still can be a very valuable player just not doing that stuff. He's good. The stuff he's good at is so good. Just do that. Stop with the, back, the post-ups and trying to be Kevin Durant. I know he stamped you, but it's okay, fam. You can just do the stuff you're good at. And last night, I felt like he did just that and put up good numbers, was efficient. He didn't make a three last night and still had 21 points An efficient 21 with zero threes. It's like, and you know he's eventually going to get high from three and that, that changes everything. That's, you know, I don't ever think he's going to play 72 games. Like, I just don't think that's in his future. But if he just does the stuff he did last night and make a three here and there, like, that's a max player, injuries or not. And it changes everything
1: for this team. Yeah, his, that first possession when he got the ball, I mean, last year he would have settled for a mid-range jumper. But, I mean, he kept attacking the rim. Uh, and I, I I get annoyed when people say, oh, it's a wasted possession when he shoots. It's like, no, cause if he doesn't shoot, That's when it becomes bad because now the team knows he's afraid to shoot. Like it's Ben, like with Ben Simmons, they know he's not going to shoot, so they don't like like KP. The threat that he can shoot the ball and get hot, teams aren't going to live with him shooting the ball because he he's one of those players. He sees it goes in once, and next thing you know, it's like that game against Milwaukee. I think it was like last year, maybe the year before uh where i mean luca was out and kp went absolutely you know ballistic because they let him get hot from like 30 feet out and he's next thing you know he's pulling you know steph curry range threes because his confidence is up he's feeling himself and that's what you can't let kp get there because if he does and luca is feeling it they're very very tough to beat so i in my opinion i think what teams do is like Okay, Luca's gonna get his. There's no point in even trying to like you know stop that sometimes. But if we can keep KP out of it and make Brunson beat us, Dorian beat us, Hardaway beat us, we have a better chance than you know, allowing Luca just to get 18 easy assists, you know. Right. So, but I mean I'm I'm happy with last night's game. I mean, I wish we didn't blow a lead, that would have been nice, but uh, I, yes. I knew
2: it was gonna happen that's that's how boston plays i i i've seen it time dating back to last season not even just with us they did to us last season too twice in both games we were like up big and they like came back on us but that's how they play they don't play defense until like the second half <laughs> like that's just how they, they they play. So i wasn't too like concerned when they came back i was i mean i didn't like it but um i wasn't i wasn't concerned that's that's how boston plays as long as you Don't let them win. It's the, I guess, it's the pain of being a Celtics fan to see your team, you know, go down big and have all that fight just to
1: lose (laughs) at the buzzer (laughs) like that sounds so sad (laughs) but like what was that Marcus Smart foul like that was he he had a and he
2: knew it right away if you saw his face like he raised his hand immediately like he knew it that was a I didn't (sighs) think they were gonna do it like I thought we weren't gonna I tweeted it too I was like we're not getting a shot up I was like it doesn't look like we're gonna get a shot up so I was like Just get stops. Like I was thinking about, you know, defense. I was thinking about the other end. I was like, just get a stop on them. But then when he fouled, I was like, okay, thank you, but okay. But he knew right away that was just a mental mistake. And I know, um, Ime Doka, that's the Celtics' head coach. I know he was trying to take the heat off him, saying that it was on him. He should have communicated better. That that shouldn't have happened, but. Marcus smart's a bit like he's been around for a long time and he's supposed to be a good defensive player so that's he should that should not have happened like and it's looking dicey for smart in boston um tatum had some interesting comments after the game about smart's comments that tatum doesn't pass (laughs) um yeah it's looking like i don't i don't see i see him Getting traded
1: too, so that's another person to watch.
0: Oh yeah, he's definitely I, traded, and I don't want him in
2: Dallas. I know. That. I saw yeah.
1: that he can't be traded until uh the off season. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's yeah, accurate. yeah, it's the off season. Okay, that's that's right. Um, but
2: yeah, that's. Silly. I mean, he's a he's called, like the whole game, like the whole season. I've watched quite a few Celtics games this season, and his shot was just broke. And Smart's always been like a very, very, very streaky shooter in that way. So I thought it would come around, but his offense is just cooked. Like it's not just a shot, like he's not making anything. And at the end, I know, I know if if we looked at the um last two minutes report, it'll probably say that poisoning this like fouled him, but that was just a bad shot like to just throw up. Like even if you did get fouled, even uh and I like that it was a no call I personally, not just because it's my team in my opinion, and, you know, in that type of situation, end of the game, that should be a no-call. But don't, his shots, like, he's just bad. And he's not even making the bad shots anymore. Like, he made that one clutch three to put them up last night. But, like, to me, he his offense is cooked, and his defense took a step back. Like, he's not the same, like, he still hustles and everything, but he's not the same, like, locked-down defender. Like, I saw Luca first play of the game, like, broke him off. Woke him off, and yes, yeah, Smart's like six four. Luca six eight. But at the end of the day, Smart is a type of defender that should bother Luca. You know what I mean? Like all the defenders that do bother bother Luca, they have things in common. Meaning that they put a lot, of, like I mean, a lot of pressure on the ball, and they're really you know feisty. Smart's like that, so he should bother Luca. But he his defense took a setback. So I, yeah, there was a time where I would have loved him in Dallas. And, yeah, now I'm just not <laughs> – I'm okay. I'm good off that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm told – I was told – I was – honestly, I was out in the offseason, and I feel like our corner of Twitter, like, uh, is not – like, they love Marcus Smart for some reason. I'm like, I ain't really watching that man like that because mm-hmm. he's not a winning player either. He's from here. Uh, it'd be dope to mm-hmm. – you know, I'm on roof for everybody from Dallas. That's just how I am. But – No. Y'all think we yell at the players we got now for doing stupid stuff.
2: Oh, boy. (laughs) You you,
0: you saw it firsthand. You saw it last night. You saw the gift and the curse all at once and, like, with the money on the line, like, I just, I think there's a reason why the record is what it is and they've done what they've done as of late um, in the playoffs. Like, I'm still tripping that the, with all the problems they had the solution to that was more Marcus Smart, like I, to let him handle the ball and make more decisions, like and then I thought Josh Richardson would be better and he, you know, he balled a little bit last night I'm not going to pack him up too much but Josh Richardson, Marcus Smart and uh, German Rondo as the, (laughs) as the your ball handlers and decision makers, like dog, that ain't it they're not
2: serious they're not serious they're not uh, a serious team
0: yeah but um man that's uh got any other topics we want to touch on oh i do actually i do i got one but i'm gonna i'm gonna get that off last
2: um no um other than our picks for league pass national tv you can go ahead
0: okay actually so let me get this uh (laughs) let me get this off i'm not gonna rant I'm gonna keep this concise. I'm not gonna be emotional, even though according to our uh, podcast download, every time I rant or SJ rants, y'all love that shit. So maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe I don't I don't want to turn into Skip Bayless or Shannon Sharp, but like, because <laughs> this is not what this is supposed to be about. But apparently, y'all like that a lot, like a lot. So. This will be a light one. Um, We can't trade Jalen Brunson. It's absurd to imply we need to trade Jalen Brunson. Um, There was, and I'm not trying to sub anybody, but there was like, oh, he's a penny free agent. Just to
2: say Kenny. My
0: my guy Kenny. Kenny, Right. My guy (laughs) Kenny was like, you can't go into the, you can't let an important player who's an unrestricted free agent, you can't keep him on your team past the trade deadline. That take is lightweight absurd for multiple reasons. It is absurd because, like, so should the that trade James Harden? Should the Wizards trade Bradley Beal? Like, like I don't is, – is that just for the Mavericks? Is that just for any basketball team? I'm not sure. Like, that shit's happened a lot. Should the Warriors have traded Kevin Durant before he left? Like, I'm not sure. Like, I'm just – I can't figure that out. Second – i posted this every because i ain't gonna lie i was arguing with people about that shit literally for a whole day so we acknowledge that the mavericks have no control over jalen brunson and where he goes right so why would a team trade something of value to be in that exact same position and no one has answered to this day it's been four days and no one's been able to give me a straight answer with that they say oh i think we could get it big for jalen brunson it's like okay cool who Because Jalen Brunson doesn't make any money as well. So not only do you have to salary match, you also have to get something that's worth letting him go. Like even trading, even what? what, We got 72 more games of Jalen Brunson. Like I'm taking that over some bullshit. Even if I I knew he was walking, even if you guaranteed me Jalen Brunson will not be a Maverick past this season, I'm probably taking that the 72 games we got over what his value is right now because he doesn't make that much money and any team that trades for him is going to be in the exact same position he's going to be on a free agent he can go wherever he wants to so no one's giving you anything of value so i just think that was kind of kind of kind of ridiculous i think that was a ridiculous take because i don't i just don't know i don't know it just doesn't make sense to me like it takes two teams to tangle and you look at the teams that are going to have cap space, right? Like they, they the only place he realistically is going to go unless some other trades happen is Detroit. That actually wouldn't make sense. You know, I think Jalen and K would play well together, but is he really going to go to Detroit um, to start when it's probably the money's going to be comparable to what he gets in Dallas? Uh, I, I just, I I don't understand that line of thinking. Jalen Brunson can't go anywhere. And even if he is going to leave, whatever you get to facilitate a sign and trade, even if it's just a trade exception, it's probably better than what you're going to get trading him right now. Um, and this isn't my, let me be clear. This is my opinion, but this is my opinion based on how other players being traded that aren't like max players in Jalen Brunson's situation, which, what the return has been historically. So I'm not just talking out my ass on this because y'all you know I like receipts. So I went and looked it up and I'm like, dog, there's no way we could trade them because you're not really going to get anything. You might get some seconds. Like a contender maybe give you some seconds or a whole first round pick, but no one's going to give you a whole, whole, whole lot for a dude that's going to be, you might be able to trade him for another unrestricted free agent, maybe, but you're back in the same situation. So that's my two cents. Jalen, I don't think he's going anywhere unless a good team gets enough cap space to let him start and pay him. That That's possible, but I think that good team is going to be the Mavericks. And I, think, I do think Dorian, I'll be honest, guys. I think Dorian's gone. I think they're going to let Dorian walk. They because, need to. Yeah, I think they're going to let Dorian walk because I got to looking at, if they do pay Jalen market value, we're going to be into the deep tax. So unless we find some way to, to if they pay Jalen and Dorian, we're going to have like a top three or four uh, payroll in the NBA. And I don't think Cuban is... Like, unless we win a championship or get to the finals this year, I I don't see Cuban paying that to lose in the second round, right? So I I think Dorian, they're not going to pay Dorian. But that being said, they can find some way to dump Dwight Powell and Trey Burke. You could keep them both. So whether it matters or not, I don't think Jalen is going anywhere. And that's, I think, trading him, basically throwing away the season, Because no one's, once again, like I said, no one's giving you anything of value long term for an unrestricted free agent. So you're pretty much just, if you're trading him for some draft picks, you're throwing away the season, in my opinion. So you might as well ride it out. That's it. I don't think that was a rant. I think I was robotic and not emotional about that. That's it. Let's get to the- You were right. Right. To the league pass yeah, games, did y'all think I'm crazy? Tell me if I'm crazy, y'all tell me I'm crazy.
2: No, I, I agree with you. Um, I agree. Yeah, don't just like I just don't see him leave. I'm not worried about him like leaving. Even if he does leave, it'll. I am like ninety percent sure it'd be like a sign and trade. You know right. what I mean? So I am not. I'm not worried about like him just leaving for nothing. No, so, no, I would like to keep keep him.
0: Right.
2: Oh. Wait, you cut, out, you cut out you cut out Jose. Okay, we'll we'll get him back soon and his thoughts. But um The so only man. oh my concern does he does, oh,
1: can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. There you
0: go.
1: Oh yeah, so like my concern is like if he does he wanna be a career backup if kids not gonna start him. Uh and that, that, that's my only concern with if you – like the reason why he would leave because obviously him and Luca are really close. He, I mean, he obviously is close to everybody. But if he wants to maybe take a, that next step in his career and start, that's the only reason why I think he would leave.
0: Yeah, that that that's my fear as well. And that's why I say I don't think he's going – I don't think he's going to pull the Jeremy Grant and go leave for the same money to go start on a bad team. I don't see that from Jalen. But it wouldn't totally shock me. And I do think he's a good enough player to where a contender would like agree to a sign and trade. Like you know, even San Antonio, maybe they give us a Derek White or Dejounte Murray in a sign and trade for Jalen Brunson. Right? I would do that in a
1: heartbeat. That's, That's what, what I'm I would saying. Take in a right,
0: right. But I think it's going to be something like that. It's not going to be he just walks and leaves us high and dry. Yeah. The, the point I'm trying to make is none – like no team is going to trade for him without the ability to sign him to is going to give you any value, without the ability to sign him to a long-term extension at market rate. And if he's going to agree to an extension with another team, well, shit, he just agree with that with us. And um, I, I hate to say it, I think I don't think Tim I don't think Tim Hardaway being a starter is long for this world. I, I really don't because it actually makes more sense for him to get shots with the second unit and just roll with, or because I think Drogic or insert third ball handler is going to end up in Dallas sooner rather than later. And I just think Tim's role is to, is to come off the bench. You let Jalen start or get starters minutes and we take it from there. Yeah,
2: that's fair.
0: But uh, let's get into it. Let's get into our league pass in uh national games of the week
2: yes sir so i'll start with my um league pass game of the week so it's going to be hornets grizzlies um i think they play i forgot when they play they played this week i want to say on wednesday um yes so on wednesday same time as the mavs bulls game but i will be watching both um so, yeah, I t- that's a fun matchup to me to um really kind of exciting and very good um point guards of the future in LaMelo and Ja. So I think that'll be a fun matchup. I know the hornets they are not losing straight right now if they're starting strong, but um, They'll put it together. Man. I I mean I knew that defense wasn't going to hold up. They they have they they cannot defend anything <laughs> in the paint. So um yeah. So we we'll see. That's a fun matchup. And for my national um TV game of the week, I am really really interested in seeing uh, as much as I hate them, <laughs> I I want to see Heat Clippers on Thursday. I, I have not watched a lot of Clippers games just because I'm a Paul George hater and I hate to see him do well, but... um,
0: What did that man do to you? Because you... Uh, that, <laughs> is, that is an agenda that, ever since I've known you, you push that agenda that Paul George sticks harder than even your positive joints. That man did something to you. And I'm here for
2: okay. yeah, honestly, Honestly, it's, it's all a part of the agenda. I know he's a good player. Like, I'm not... You know, like, I know he's a good guy, but um, in my world, in my agenda world, Paul George is a bum. <laughs> so we'll just leave that at that. But I want to I see that um, game. So, yeah, those are my picks.
0: Nice. Jose, I'm going to let you go second, bro. Uh,
1: my league pass game for the week, uh, Sunday, uh, Bucks versus Hawks. Just because those, I mean, obviously yeah. Eastern Conference final teams, uh, who both have kind of struggled out of the gates, are both under five hundred right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think obviously they're both to turn it around, but uh, it was interesting hearing Trey Young talk about his uh, championship hangover that they're experiencing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, I, I want to see if they can turn it around. Because I mean, uh, they, they I think they overachieved last year, making it to the Eastern Conference finals. Uh, they're, they are a really good team. So I'm interested if they can turn it back around and, you know, regain, you know, what, you know, that fire, I guess, that like, because when Nate McMillan took over last year, they went off. Uh, and obviously, Milwaukee, I mean, Giannis is, must, is a must see TV as well. Uh, but that game, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. And then my national TVs, NBA TV, but Monday. Uh, Chicago versus. I mean, they lost back-to-back games to Philly, uh who is like a top-tier Eastern team. Uh, so this is kind of like a test for them to see. I mean, if they, if Chicago is going to be a, you mean, I guess a, I, don't say a contender, but at least like a, I mean, a Eastern Conference finalist contender, uh, to see how they're going to compete against. You mean Brooklyn has obviously been the favorite coming out of that that conference. Yeah, that, good
0: that, picks. that those are real good picks I'm not, I, I, I'll i be honest I didn't think Chicago would be as good as they've been so far and I still I actually think there's a decent chance I don't think they're going to I have them like outside the plan I don't think that's on the table but I could definitely see them falling back to like sixth or seventh in the east
1: them losing Patrick Williams hurt a lot though
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Um, my picks. Uh, my league pass game is. Uh, man, I SJ. She she done her agenda work. Her Evan Moble agenda has <laughs> has impacted me because I started watching. I'm like, I like watching it. I like this team entertaining. And then my uh my pick that I thought to be pretty good was those Washington Wizards. Cleveland, uh, Washington is in Cleveland Wednesday night. Um, neither team is on the uh, off of back to back, so I, I'm, I'm really, really interested in them. I, re- I enjoy watching Washington play basketball and I enjoy watching Cleveland watch basketball. So it's uh, Wednesday at six. yeah, I should be able to get that one in. And then my national game, um, it's, the, it's actually that same night. Man, it's Miami at uh, Miami at the Lakers. And, man, the Lakers might stink. And I think Miami is, like, the exact team that caused them problems. So I'm just curious. Like, the Lakers got to eventually turn it around because, you know, bron's going to, like, if they get blown out, like, destroyed, and I don't even know if Brian will be back by then. Like, man, you know he's going to trade Westbrook. And then that's just going to be interesting about where Westbrook goes because he stuck last night. And when I tell you, I thought Maverick's Twitter was reactionary. I'm a Laker hater, so I don't don't follow or I don't have anything to do with Laker's Twitter. Somehow, somebody was in a space last night, and I just clicked on it because I was curious. And when I tell you them boys was losing it last night, (laughs) I'm talking about threatening each other, threatening violence on each other. I'm talking about they or somebody tried to defend Westbrook and the the admins of the space was like, don't come in here with that shit. Was, dudes was mad. So I'm like, man, I think if they get destroyed by the heat, um, I think it's... I, I, I could see Westbrook being gone in the next two weeks because I don't think Bron... You know, Bron is quick to get you out of there no matter how much you might be his friend in real life. So that's... Uh, yeah, that's my before
1: the days. season... Before the season, my hot take was, uh, Russ doesn't finish the year in L.A. Uh, It is not taking long for that to look very realistic.
0: That man might not make it till Christmas, Jose. I really don't. (laughs) I I don't. In fact, I don't think he will. If If I could bet money on it, I would.
1: And if he does, if they get blown out by Brooklyn, he's definitely gone.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. It'll be interesting. I love reveling in Laker Misery, even though I like Bron. It's just they got their chip with Bron. Um, so they start feeling themselves again, especially after they got all these old dudes in the off season. So I need to see them humble again. So I'm here yeah. for all the Laker Misery. All the Laker Misery. So that's it. Um, guys, that's all I got. Got anything else?
2: No, sir.
0: Jose you good my guy
1: Yeah, no I'm good.
2: I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Awesome. Yeah, it was great to have you. Great conversations. We're absolutely, going definitely. to definitely do this more with um, you know, guests coming and stuff. So, stay tuned everyone. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So, um, I'll wrap it up. Jose give your ad because I'm old now. My memory's bad. So, everyone that Takes the time to listen can make sure they follow you. Can you repeat that for me, please, sir?
1: Yeah, follow me uh, at J Montelli. You know, for all your uh, you know Porzingis uh, propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: me me and uh me and S J are probably are relatively anti Porzingis, even though I did say this would be the best season of his career. I'm, I've been mad at him because uh, he's been making me look crazy, but. Man, if he just reproduces what he did last night for like 60 games, even 50. I give him 50. He ain't got to give me 60. I actually will stand on that. I think that'll be legit. So um, we brought a Porzingis propagandist on our podcast. So y'all can't say we hate that man like that. Um, I'm the old man of the crew. I'm Dwight. That's at 517-2214. Y'all know the brains of the operation, Young SJ at S J Basketball 8 Thank y'all for listening again. We will holler at y'all next week. Peace.